Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Welcome to episode 38 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to catch them all with your hosts. I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully, and I'm Team Lana. And I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I'm Team Sophocles. To listen to this show, you can find us on foureyedradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zune Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Pod, podcast, podcast, I can read, Blueberry Podcast, Miro Guide, Pod Directory, Double Twist, Swell Radio Player, Dot FM, Google Play Music, and my favorite, Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. How's it going, dude? Uh, going pretty good. Um, been uh, busy working around the house. Yeah? Yeah. Just uh, like yeah. turning your entire house into a replica Pokemon Center? That's what I heard. I wish. Actually, uh, recently I turned it into a giant swimming pool. Ooh, how nice. Pipe burst. Cerulean City Gym. Yes. Realness. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that pretty was sure a whole I, saga, huh? Yeah, pretty sure I saw a whole uh, bunch of Magikarps uh, splashing about, too. Nice, nice. Yeah. Hopefully you caught all of them and sold them to um, naive boat passengers for 500 bucks a pop. You know what? I even painted one gold to make it even seem more special. Ooh, what an entrepreneur you are. I know, and also what a scumbag I am. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I say that on here? I don't know. Is that? Yeah, you could say scumbag. That's all right. Okay. okay. You could call people far worse things, kids, but don't insult anyone. Just talk about what you like. Exactly. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah, say. if you don't have anything nice to say, just watch more Pokemon. Exactly. And listen to us have not nice things to say about Pokemon. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. that guy was a swindler. You know, we're just calling out his shenanigans. Yes. All right. So th- today's episode, this is business, everyone. This is serious business. We are getting through some stuff mm-hmm. because um, we are going to be covering a marathon number of episodes of the Pokemon anime Sun and Moon. And the reason we're doing this is because we knew when we started this that we wanted to incorporate uh, discussion about the anime, but we never really officially planned a way to incorporate it in sort of a structured way. So we talked about it when we wanted to, and then we didn't talk about it when we had other things to do. And then lo and behold, we sort of ended up with this huge backlog of episodes. Um, And then part of that's just on me because I was watching it really slowly. So there wasn't a super regular flow of anime chatter. So today, especially with, you know, Sword and Shield looming, Game News looming, all kinds of big things happening. Today, we are going to put to rest the Sun and Moon anime discussion by going through like almost 20 episodes. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Just, just the first season. Right, the, right, right. Yeah. And the other thing is also like the third season is literally about to start, um, I think, next week. 
Yeah, yeah. And so here's what I was thinking, actually. Um, I don't know if we will do this for, and Kyle and I haven't even talked about this, so this is just sort of me thinking out loud, but um, I don't know if we'll do this for Sun and Moon, but but at the very least, we should talk about maybe doing this for Sword and Shield, um, starting to incorporate the anime into our news segment. And then each time we record, we only have to worry about you know, one to three anime episodes. And then we basically just say like, did you watch it this week? What did you think? Did you like it? Instead of what we've done in the past and like walking through every every beat. Unless of course there's something that's like really big or we really want to dedicate a bunch of time to it. But that way we kind of keep up with it in a more regular way. But who knows? We'll see what we do. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, why not? It's news. You know, we have a spot on here for anime, so why not? Exactly. Uh, speaking of news, I see you've got a bunch of other news on our uh, uh, show notes. Yes, there is a little bit of news to get through before we uh, start our marathon of uh, episodes here. So the first thing, and probably the thing I'm most excited about, um, I happened to see, and I didn't see anything on, uh, I didn't see like a whole bunch of hubbub on Twitter about this, which is a bummer. Um but I did see that they are <laughs> now making Pokemon dress and casual shirts for both men and women. Um, apparently, there's a company called Original Stitch, which is offering a range of different shirt styles with the ability to incorporate patterns for any of the original 151 Pokemon. And you can customize these in such a way that the whole shirt is a pattern or just the pocket or the collars or the cuffs are a pattern. You can mix and match, I believe, if I understand correctly. Um, and like I said, there's a pattern for every single Generation 1 Pokemon, which is awesome. <laughs> why, why is this only in Japan? Why can I not have this? Why can I not have a Magnemite shirt? <laughs> I don't know. So they are $100 a pop, which means I need to make... 15 grand immediately because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want all of them, um, but they are currently only available in Japan. I don't know if there are plans to, to bring them other places, um, but they're, like I said, they're a hundred dollars. So they're going to cost even more if you are importing them. Plus um, I'm a big guy. And so I am not going to import a shirt from Japan without, um, some testimonials from some other big guys about what size to get, because I've heard lots of stories about size differences between different countries. And I would hate to get a shirt that only fits like my hand. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very sad. Um, yeah. We will link to a gallery that has all 151 patterns on it, but I did include a couple here for you to look at Kyle, if you didn't want to click on that link. I did um, see that. You are like on top of everything. Yeah, well, they're they're very, very cool, and they're not all the same pattern. So it's not just like they took the same pattern right. and slapped each Pokemon onto it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many designers they used, but they're all they're all different. There are some that are similar. Mm -hmm. So the Ivasaur design is is very similar to I think the Neat Arena design, mm -hmm. um, but they're still technically different, a different design for every single one. Yeah. Um, some of them are super abstract. Some of them are very detailed. Kangaskhan, oh. I remember off the top of my head, is That's very detailed. That's a Metapod yeah. one. I didn't even see the Metapods in there. I thought it was just a bunch of leaves. Yeah, some of but... them are really, really subtle. Um, and then some of them are like in your face. So it's yeah. really cool because there's a different design for any sort of style. Yeah. This Beedrill one reminds me of the 90s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there... It, I don't know. I just think it's so cool. And when I saw that they were making Pokemon shirts, I was like, okay, so they're going to have like 
you know, 12 different designs or whatever. And then I saw 151 and I was like, oh my gosh. And fun fact, there are two, I looked through all 150 designs, <laughs> or 151 rather, um, designs. And there are two uh, generational cameos from other generations okay. um, in there. Yeah, so um, Alolan Executor nice. makes an appearance on, I think, Slowpoke's shirt. Because uh, there's like palm trees and stuff, and one of them is an executor. Mm-hmm. And then um, Kofagrigus appears on, I think, Ghastly's shirt for some reason. I don't really know Interesting. why. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Um, th- maybe there were others, but those are the two that I saw. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to pull up uh, the Magnemite shirt if I can find it. Magnemite and Magneton were pretty pretty cool. They weren't like uh, over the top, but they were definitely you could definitely tell that they were uh, Magnemite and Magneton. Oh, this is cool! Like the the website yeah. shows you like all the Pokemon that you can click on. And uh, okay, here we are. Your dream okay. could come true. It could. I'll try. I keep forgetting. Oh my god, I love that! It's like a mix <laughs> of like the nineties. Like I'm I'm getting like Saved by the Bell flashbacks just looking at Magnemites. Yeah, a lot of these There's are like so cool. Wiggly lines and the X's and the O's and oh my gosh. I know. I know. These are really, really cool shirts. Like I said, we'll we'll link and maybe post some of our favorite patterns just because Ooh. I'm psyched about these. And I, I am I'm genuinely very, very tempted because these are patterns that are similar to patterns I already wear. Mm-hmm. Um and these are because you can you can get it in a variety of different styles of shirt. I could technically get shirts that I would be able to wear at work where I dress like business casual. Mm-hmm. I like Magneton. Yeah. Isn't that one cool? It's sort of like, um, it's almost like tessellation designs a little bit or yeah. like, like um, kaleidoscopic in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. Right. Um, They're really, really neat designs. Jolteon. I want to see Jolteon. Jolt, I, th- I thought of you, and I was like, this is a shirt that I could Ooh. definitely see Kyle wearing. Yeah. Um, not just because of the Jolteon shirt, but it, like, works. If I were to ever become a gym leader, this is the shirt I would wear. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. I love the Magnemite, but, like, the electricity just coming off of this one. Literally, electricity coming off of this one. Yeah. Um, I love it. Um, yeah, so they're they're really, really awesome. I, I'm stoked about this, and it's, it's going to... It will not be a surprise, I think, to anybody if I do end up eventually getting one of these. But who it is? I mean, they are, you know, they come at a hefty cost. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, we'll right. see. But that was an exciting piece of news that I had to include, yeah. um, and it is visual, so I cannot stress enough. We'll we'll post all kinds of stuff about it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so. Oh, go ahead. Um. Uh, just looking at this, it also reminded me because uh, you didn't actually have this on the show notes, but I wanted to bring this up real quick. Uh, yeah, did you see the trailer for the or the Japanese trailer for the uh, Mewtwo movie that they're redoing? Um, I I'm gonna say no because I don't remember watching it, but I probably saw some of it. Okay, it, they have the it's the one where they actually have the uh, main cast in it. Yes, right? yeah, I did see that. It's literally just, uh, from what it looks like, it looks like it's just literally a remake of the first movie, but with just, like, different graphics. Yes, that's my understanding, is that it's not, like, a reimagining in the way that I Choose You was. This is, like, I believe, probably going to be scene for scene, or very close to scene for scene remake of the movie. 
Um, which, I don't know, I guess I'm not bothered because there are so many Pokemon movies, but I, I it's certainly a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd be okay with it because like, if they fix, like, some of, like, like, you know, like, the errors that were in the first one, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Well, and I actually don't know, I, I think the first one probably ages for people who, it, it probably ages well enough for people who were young enough or into Pokemon enough to have watched it when it came out. I think mm-hmm. nostalgia probably carries it pretty far. Um, but I don't know that that movie ages super well. So giving it a fresh face, I think might be good. I mean, it's going to be what, 20 years or something. Yep. So this is, I mean, I don't know that my six year old niece would be, you know, enthralled by the original movie, but she'd probably watch this one. Yeah. You know, cause as a kid, I chose stuff based on the animation for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what drew me in. What kept me there was the story, but what drew me in was like, do I like the way this looks? Does it look fun? Does it not look fun? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'll be curious to see if they change much about it. Yeah. Either way, I will be probably one of the first people in line to go see it at the theater. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you and I are becoming those folks, right? Like, uh, we're, uh, we're there, ready to go when the movie movie comes out, if if we can be. <laughs> yeah, it's not like we have a podcast or anything to do. Yeah, actually, the podcast motivates me to do the like to to do some of these things where I'm like, I want to see this movie, um, but there are lots of movies I want to see, and I don't see most of them. <laughs> so having a, a like a reason to to discuss, um, yeah, really really helps. <laughs> So I'll be excited about that. Do we know when that comes out in the U.S.? I mean, it hasn't even come out in Japan yet, so it's premature to to speculate. But I don't I, know if they've announced. Honestly, I would say it in the U.S. will probably be sometime in November. Okay. Like it usually is. That makes sense. That's just cool. a guess. Eh, so I mean, when it doesn't come out in November, uh, folks. Don't don't come crying to me. All right, I'll have my pitchfork and my torch ready. Okay, so as long as you're not crying, I don't care. Nope, just rage. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So um, one thing that we weren't sure about was whether we were going to have more Sword and Shield news by the time we recorded again, and we don't really. So um, for this episode, it's probably actually sort of a blessing in disguise because we do have so many anime episodes, but little surprised that we haven't heard anything. Certainly by the time this episode releases, I'm sure we'll have something because that's how things go. but as for now, we haven't really gotten any news unless I missed it somehow. No, you have not missed anything. <laughs> the only gaming news um, that I could find is is nothing super exciting, but it is it is exciting. It's it's nice to to see Pokemon recognized for being rad. Um, Pokemon <laughs> Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee has received a BAFTA gaming nomination for best family game. Um, and actually, selfishly, the reason I included this is because I've played almost all of these games. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I actually feel like I'm qualified to comment on this. Um, so it was, it was nominated uh, alongside Lego The Incredibles, um, which I've played, Nintendo Labo, which I have not played with, um, Overcooked 2, which I play, um, I've been playing the past few weeks with some friends. That Those games, super frustrating, but super fun. Uh, they will rip relationships apart, so be warned. Um, Super Mario Party. Mario Party's always fun. And I don't even know what this last game is. Yoku's Island Express. Have you heard of this? No. Eh, me not. neither. I actually haven't played any of these games. No? 
I think I would I would probably give it to Pokemon, and that's not just because we're on a Pokemon podcast. I think when I'm thinking about family gaming, my inclination would be towards either Pokemon Let's Go or Lego The Incredibles because of the cooperative elements. Um, but Lego The Incredibles is fine. I think Pokemon Let's Go is inventive and is bringing new fans in the form of families into a franchise. So I think it's doing something really, really incredible. So that's kind of where I would lean. But hey, what what, what do I know? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> I know, you know literally something. nothing. <laughs> you, you know something. So that's just exciting. Not, just not pertaining to this subject. Yeah, I don't know what BAFTAs are. <laughs> I had to look up what it stood for. I British recognized Academy the name. Of film and television. <laughs> yeah, British Academy. What? So we'll see what those Brits think. Wait, did they? What's after television? Like it's BAFTA. There's an A at the end, but the goes British Academy of Film and Television. It's probably awards. It's probably redundant. It's probably okay, the British yeah. Academy of Film and Television Award Awards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got That's you. That's my guess. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and then we got some Pokemon Go news. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Singapore, you're getting a Safari Zone. Woo! I don't know if we have any listeners in Singapore, but what's up? I got a few uh, friends on my Pokemon Go that are from Singapore. Oh, well, they'll be enjoying a Safari Zone uh, next month. Which means actually almost a month from the time we record. Which means I might get some uh, gifts from that. Ooh, yeah, that's a that's a plus. Make yeah. international friends, friends. Oh yeah, it's the best, especially like when you if you get eggs from them. And then you hatch it. The the hash Pokemon says it's from wherever you got that gift from. So like when I get Singapore or Japanese eggs, like it's over like ten thousand kilometers. Yeah. So I trade with my wife who just uses one from this area, and we're already like almost halfway through to get the gold badge on the distance. Ooh, pro tip, everyone. Yeah. By the way, a uh, gold badge is like a million ki- kilometers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> So that is intense. <laughs> yeah. So we might be one of the first few people to actually get this thing done. I believe in you. Yeah. Uh Deoxys Defense Form is almost here. Oh boy. That that funny little necklace guy. And not like wears a necklace, but just like has no neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means if you are doing an EX raid, just hope that there's a lot of other people there with you because defense form's gonna be gonna it's just gonna be insane to take down because attack form is super easy because it basically has no defense. Right. Yeah, this is the opposite. Yeah, one person can take down attack form if they have the right amount of uh, Pokemon and they're the right level. Yeah, I have heard that this one will not be that. At least it no. shouldn't be. They did something real wrong if it if it is. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like Reggie Steel. Like the other two Regis were pretty easy, but then when Reggie Steel showed up, it was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, his defense was so high, it just took forever to take him down. I have a Reggie question for you. Okay. Somebody the other day referred to the Regis as the trash cans. Is this Pokemon Go lingo, or is that something that existed before Pokemon Go? <laughs> I've never heard someone call them the trash cans. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard this before. Where did this come from? And they were like, I don't know. It's just what people call them. And I was like, mm, 
yeah. questionable. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anyone call them the trash cans. Me neither. Poor little yeah. Reggies. <laughs> yeah, we do not put our trubbish in the Reggies. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and then something for everyone here, uh, the Equinox event. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that excited about this. The only thing I'm excited about is the increased spawn in, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, Snowvers. Because I have a quest to catch 10 ice types, and I haven't yet to see any. And the reward for that is a Kabuto. And I need Kabutos. uh, I need to catch, like, two Omanyte or Kabutos to progress through my Meltan quest, so... There you go. Okay, well, I mean, that's nice. I I just, I don't know. It's, uh, there's not that much, I think. And this is coming from a grass-type enthusiast. There's, like, not that much to be excited about. Um, like, are they going to release are... another grass-type Pokemon in the Sinnoh region? Like, is there any other grass-types? Uh, I don't know, which is funny, because yeah. I just called myself a grass-type enthusiast. The only um, grass-type I can think of right now is um, Shaman. Yeah, well, there's no announcement on that, but that would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's see, that would have been an exciting element of this because, as it stands, they're just you'll see more grass Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Lunatone and Solrock will switch hemispheres, which makes sense because it's an Equinox event. Yeah, um, there's gonna be some grass since last year. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's exciting, I guess, if you don't have both. Um, grass type raid Pokemon, I don't know, I didn't look to see what they were, but mm-hmm. grass type raid Pokemon. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cherubi and Cherim are two okay. grass types that they can do. Uh, and then there's Leafeon. <gasps> they should have incorporated nice. Leafeon into this event somehow. They should have. Let's see what else we got. Uh, we already got Badoo, Roserade, Snowrun, and Obama Snow. Uh-huh. And then, uh, uh, You've got uh, Mo Rotom and then Wormadon if it's in his plant cloak, which I doubt they would do. Mm, yeah. So those two are probably out. But you could definitely just release Cherim at least. Please. I'd be happy. I would be very happy about that. I'd be excited. Yeah, at least give us some more. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. They are slacking on the release for Gen 4 Pokemon. I don't know why. Maybe it's, it's just because like, they have so much going on, but I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand either, and I'm still waiting on my Magnazone. Yeah, where is Kyle's Magnazone? Yeah, and other Niantic. people's Probocasts. Forget Harry Potter, and let's get the <laughs> Magnazone. Exactly. I guess that's that's not really Pokemon news, but if you weren't aware, Niantic is also um, getting ready to release that Harry Potter AR game. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe just started signing up beta users. So, yeah, you know. Now, they haven't announced if any Pokemon will be shiny during this event, but let's be real here. There's going to be a shiny Pokemon announced yeah. with this. Something My guess or is others Oddish. will. See, that would be cute. It was also featured on the news uh-huh. item on uh, the Go app, so I also think that would be my yeah. choice. Because then it's you're going you're gonna to have a choice which one do you evolve it into if you only get one shiny? Oh, that's true. Vileplume or Blossom. Uh, Blossom. Yes, um, But yeah, that, that, I mean, okay, that would be fine, I guess. 
um, I don't know. I just hope there's something more exciting about this because I, I like that they do events. They shouldn't stop doing them. Not every uh-huh. event needs to be the greatest event, but this is maybe pretty low on my excitement list. Is there even like any bonuses, like, you know, like two times Stardust or two times experience points? Not I mean, that have been announced. Exactly. But um, don't forget, folks, uh, this Saturday is Trico Day. Trico Day. Yeah. Where yeah. you will get one fourth the egg hatching. So buy all those super incubators, folks. Yes. I've Luckily, been I've sa- been doing raids and saving my coins. I've been or not saving raids, up but, my. Yeah. Uh, I have a Google phone, and they have this Google rewards type thing Ooh. where you just answer a bunch of surveys based off of like Ooh. the places you visited. And I've got about $10 worth saved up right now. Nice. Yeah. That and is I've a got, chunk also, of incubators ready to go. Yep, and I've got like eight uh, 10K eggs right now. Oh, very jealous. Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. Nice. That's going to be a good day. Oh, yeah. Well, any other news items you want to talk about before we dive in? Uh, not on the top of my head. If I think of anything, I'll bring it up at the end. But even then, I may not. So <laughs> <laughs> The suspense of it all. Will yeah. he? Won't he? Who knows? If he doesn't, did he think of something and just choose not to say it? We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's how I envision this working. I have, for, for our main episode discussion, blasting through a bunch of Sun and Moon episodes, I've written down about two to three, sometimes four things that happened in that episode. I'll say the, the number and the name of the episode. I'll say a couple things that happened. And then we'll decide whether we want to talk further about that one mm-hmm. or not. Yes. And if we don't talk further about it, we'll pretty much just say whether we liked it, whether we loved it, whether we felt meh. Or whether we just really didn't like it. And then we'll move on to the next one. And, and that's how we're going to get through like almost 20 episodes of the anime <laughs> in one recording. Yes. And also, I haven't really... Now, Doug, you really recently watched these episodes. I watched all these episodes. All, like, I think it's 19. I should have just counted. I'm just like guessing over and over. Anyway, I watched all these episodes that we're about to um, cover in the mm-hmm. past, like, three days. Yes. <laughs> And I haven't seen these episodes in probably over a year. Yeah. So I'll be saying if I remember this episode, if I do remember this episode, and yeah. Yeah, so we've got the uh, immediate impression and the did it last impression. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, that's how that's going to (laughs) work. Do we need to do any stretches before we we get into this? Just like stretch it out a little bit, Ugh, stand up, you know. Just mm-hmm. gotta gotta get lean for this marathon we're about to run. Make sure yeah. you're hydrated and fueled up. Okay, all right. So the last episode we covered was episode twenty-one, and that was sort of like the conclusion of the Litten saga, right? Or at least the first first part of it, the pre-Ash part of it. So mm-hmm. we're diving in today with episode 22. It's called A Shivering Shovel Search. Here are the things that happened. Ash, Rotom, and Litten are captured by an enormous palisand. Like, enormous palisand. Mm-hmm. Pikachu and Poplio set off to retrieve the shovel that was lost. 
because that's why Palisand is angry. And by the end of the episode, Lytton learns Firefang. Do we want to talk about this episode? Um, I'll just say I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked I it because I, I like pa- Palisand, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was a very cool way to do Palisand. Yeah, Palisand is enormous um, in this episode, and that's neat. <laughs> I think this one was fine for me. Mm-hmm. I will. The only thing I'll I'll say about this one that I really want to reflect upon, and I want everyone to think about, is at the end of the episode, Palisand like eats Professor Kakui's lab. And that is never resolved. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I thought this was going to be a two-parter. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. They get eaten by a palisand. Uh, in episode 23, which is called Getting the Band Back Together, the gang goes to a Duglio concert. Duglio is a Doug Trio, Alolan form, and a guy named DJ Leo. Uh, Doug Leo ends up breaking up in the episode when Team Rocket kidnaps Doug Trio. And by the end of the episode, the gang goes to another Doug Leo concert, this time with a Diglet. Do we want to talk about this episode? Nope. <laughs> Me neither. This is my least favorite episode of the whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, there's two episodes I marked down that I do not like. And this is one of them. We all know my feelings on a Lowland Doug trio. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to just like skip ahead, but I knew I couldn't just in case. Can your new name be Doug Leo though? Okay. So they did say my name <laughs> about a thousand times in this episode, <laughs> which was very weird. <laughs> I'm not used to hearing uh, my name that much. Cause it's not that common. <laughs> And they said it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> Which was weird. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I suppose if, if you want to call me Doug Leo, um, you could. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I can't stop you. <laughs> uh, you could quit the show, though. So that, that's I, true. I don't that's want true. that to happen. If Kyle ever wanted me to quit, he could just call me Doug Leo over and over and over and over again. Uh, Strategies there. It's yep. like a knife in your back pocket, should you ever need it. Exactly. But why would I need it? Because you're the best co-host ever. Aw, no you. Aw, I'm telling Derek. <laughs> he probably heard it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, moving on from that weird episode. Nothing even happens in that episode. Whatever. Um, episode 24 is called Alolan Open House. And in this one, Ash uh, cheats using Rotom decks when he is asked to present during an open house. Um, and by the end of the episode, Delia Ketchum, Ash's mom, if you weren't aware of the last name, confronts Team Skull when they choose to disrupt the open house. Do you want to talk about this one? Uh, I barely remember this episode. <laughs> well, to be totally f- honest, not a whole lot happens. The whole first half of this episode is just... Um, Ash getting ready to present and presenting and even like half of the second half of the episode is that too so it, there's not really a lot of action I would say the best part of this is just Delia Ketchum is awesome mm-hmm. and takes no 
crud from anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is awesome. Delia basically says, like, I'm going to battle with your Pokemon, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the coolest part of this one. So I, I liked this episode because of that. Okay. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. You know, could have been better. Episode 25 is called A Team on Team Tussle. And this is probably the first of the batch where we actually get sort of a longer term um, development as far as things that happen that may come up later. So teams Rocket and Skull compete to retrieve a Dark Z crystal, which is guarded by the totem Eradicate. Meanwhile, Ash and his classmates are learning more about Z-moves and Z-move poses. That's actually all happening in the background. This this episode is almost entirely about Team Rocket and Team Skull, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And um, by the end of the episode, Team Rocket actually acquires a dark Z-crystal. Okay. So one thing I do want to say about this is you don't see the dark Z-crystal really again until, like, season two and even then like when i was watching the episode when it appeared i'm like when did they get a dark z crystal i completely forgot oh no <laughs> yeah because i was we're... like oh this is really cool they're actually getting like something that's relevant to the story the yeah. z crystals are, are a big part of of this series obviously mm-hmm. and and team rocket has one yeah but i do remember uh as you were describing the episode i was like oh yeah i remember them learning all the z move poses and mm-hmm. it's like they create like their own Z moves for like themselves or something like that. So they don't necessarily create Z moves for themselves, but they they look at replicas of all the Z crystals. They learn what they are, and then they learn poses for each one. And they sort of just do their like they sort of specialize in their move. So like Lana obviously does the water one a lot. Ash and Pikachu are sort of fooling around and create their own, but then they get called out and the other classmates are like, that's not a Z pose. (laughs) (laughs) So that, I mean, there's that, but throughout the series, I think they still all just use official Z poses. Yeah. Z move poses. I don't know what they're actually called, but I thought this was neat just because it's, it's not that common that we get episodes that have almost nothing to do with the main cast. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I like episodes that do that. So I, I actually really enjoyed this one. Thought it was cool. Plus, I'm a fan of Team Skull. I think they're funny. I didn't like them when we started playing Sun and Moon. Um, <laughs> and by the time we finished playing Sun and Moon, I actually really, really liked them because they're stupid. They're <laughs> 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 just so dumb. Uh, it's so good. All right. In episode 26, um, which is called So Long Sophocles, uh-huh. we are fooled, rude, um, because Sophocles uh, finds himself in a really awkward situation when he tells his friends and us, the audience, that he's moving far away and then learns that, in fact, he is not moving far away at all. So in this episode, each member of the gang sort of spends some time with Sophocles in order to say goodbye or to show them their favorite place or to give them some sort of, to give Sophocles some sort of experience or or item or whatever. And by the end of the episode, Ash actually brings Sophocles a charger bug that Sophocles can catch as a going away gift. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about this one. Yes. Uh, I like this episode. I thought it was really cool how like everyone just like felt, you know, like they want to spend their last few moments with Sophocles. Yeah. It's like actually kind of emotional, even though, even though we know 
pretty early on that it's all a misunderstanding, it still ends up being like a cool emotional episode. <laughs> yeah. Good character stuff. Good character relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Ash catches a charger bug for Sophocles, which I thought yeah. was really cool. This is this is like Ash at his best. You know, I think we mm-hmm. we this series has gone on for so long, and you and I talk about it so much, um, especially because we have a series literally called Ash Bash, which allows us to both bash and celebrate Ash because mm-hmm. it has a double meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we frequently parse out the difference between like Ash at his worst and Ash at his best. This is like very much Ash at his best. It's so thoughtful. It's so cool. It's very, very neat. It it kind of like shows you what Ash values. And Ash is frequently um, sort of painted as sort of a doofus who's unaware and not good at like emotional reads, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is perfect. He like knows exactly what Sophocles would like and like like ends up I think doesn't he end up showing up late to Sophocles going away party simply because he was determined to get this charge bug? Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I like that a lot. This is this is definitely I love I would I would say I loved this episode. Nice. Was this one of your uh favorite like top whatever? Um, I didn't necessarily, page. because I watched all of them, I didn't come up with an, uh, an official ranking, but this is probably one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know you asked me to pick four, so I wasn't sure if like you also picked four as well. This will be one of them. Yeah. I'll, okay. Over the course of the episode, I'll pick, I'll pick my, my favorite. So this is definitely one of them. Okay. Um, the next one, uh, episode 27 is called a glaring rivalry. And this is the first appearance, um, I believe, of Gladion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ash basically says, like, yo, Gladion, I want to battle you because you seem cool. And so uh, they do, eventually. And Gladion and Lycanroc use Continental Crush uh, to get rid of Team Rocket. I don't have a lot of notes for this one. Um, what was it? Episode 27? Uh, do you yeah. remember this one? <laughs> I do. Um, okay. <laughs> vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> I just watched it like yesterday and I barely remember it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I remember but... it because Gladion appears and because Lycanroc and Continental Crush become a big part of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think a whole lot happens yeah. other well, than that. I can tell you this. The next episode, being a filler episode, is possibly my favorite episode this entire season. I am going to stand on Derek's soapbox and say, there are no filler episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Filler episodes, not a thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yeah, the next episode is amazing. The next episode, um, I'm I'm guessing you're calling it that just because it doesn't necessarily fit into the larger series. There's no real, like, uh, uh, what do I want to say? Like, a story progression? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no... Yeah, and that is fair, because Sun and Moon does a really good job of tying the episodes together in a way I wouldn't normally expect. Mm-hmm. So there are things that happen. Um, for example, there was something that I wrote down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... There are things that happen in one episode that actually come back up in later episodes, and they actually don't need to do them, but they choose to do them, which to me makes for a good series. So Mm -hmm. an example of this is in the Doug Leo episode, Rotom Dex um, absorbs 
DJ Leo's uh, sound equipment abilities. Mm-hmm. And that allows him in the next episode to help Ash cheat in his presentation. They didn't have to do that because they could have just said, oh, I'm Rotom. I can record your voice. But instead, they chose to to have these elements that carry over from episode to episode. And that's just one example. I mean, over the course of these 20 episodes, that happens actually pretty frequently where one thing happens in one episode and then comes up later. So um, I guess I was just saying all of that to, to say that because of that, it does feel... The episodes that don't do that, I guess, do feel much more like quote filler or standalone episodes mm-hmm. than than would usually seem to be the case. Yeah, it's the baseball episode, everyone. It's the baseball episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! It's the baseball episode. Yes, uh, <laughs> there is. You know, I'll let you uh, do your thing, and then uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, it's episode 28. So if you have not watched any of these, just remember episode 28. You have to watch episode 28. Yes. It's yes. called Pulling Out the Pokemon Base Pepper, and it's the baseball episode. <laughs> um, if you are not aware, the baseball episode, like capital T, the capital B baseball, capital E episode, the baseball episode, is like an anime thing, I guess, all kinds of different anime that have nothing to do with baseball do this. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like crossover material. Um, so you and I are both Power Rangers fans. Yes. Um, and connected to the Power Rangers universe is a show called Common Rider. And there is like a soccer episode in one of the Common Rider series that has nothing to do with anything other than they just like wanted to play soccer. That's what a baseball episode is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what this is. They're just playing baseball. Oh, it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) You like this one too, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Okay. I guess I should actually describe what happened. (laughs) 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 So in this episode, um, well, I guess I said it. They play baseball. There's Team Kiawe, which is Kiawe, Mallow, and Lily, and Team Ash, which is Ash, Lana, and Sophocles. And they play baseball against each other, each with one Pokemon partner, six on six. Um... And after they do that, uh, Team Rocket basically like shows up and they play baseball all over again. So it's Team School, which is Ash Kiawe and Olu Olu, who's a famous baseball player and who, who went to the same school that the, the class is going to right now versus Team Rocket and their Pokemon. Um, and it's just it's fun. And by the mm-hmm. end of the episode, we get to see um, Snorlax use its signature Z move. And I think throughout... 40 episodes, the only Pokemon to use a signature Z-move, I think. Um, pulverizing Pancake. <laughs> uh, I think we saw Pikachu, one of Pikachu's uh, uh, thing, because like in like the first five episodes or something like that, Ash got the Pikachu Z-move crystal, but then it converted back to the electrical one or something oh, like that. Oh, that's right. Doesn't it break or something? No, Tapu Koko turns the electricity one into the Pikachu one, and then it breaks, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yes. Yes. But they play baseball, Kyle. Yes. So my <laughs> favorite thing from this entire episode is Scyther. Yeah. Well, this episode kind of, I don't know if it's unintentional or intentional, but it's a, th- it's a throwback to Kanto because there's a Scyther and an Electabuzz in this episode. Well, yes. And no, <laughs> the thing with Scyther is the joke is actually a translation issue. Ooh. Because Scyther's Japanese name is Strike. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. So every time Scyther calls, because he's the umpire, he makes the call and he goes, Strike in J- 
Japan. So constantly <laughs> Ash thinks he's striking out. Oh my gosh. One of the jokes makes so much sense now. Exactly. Because Scyther calls a strike for a really bad call, like a really bad pitch. Mm-hmm. And Ash is like, how is that a strike? And everyone's like, I don't know, but it is. Exactly. <laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> exactly. It's a translation <laughs> problem. With It's one of the few times like translations need to be done, but Obviously, yeah, Pokemon doesn't rely too much on on um, yeah. like like region specific humor, or they're really good at being able to translate it. This time, mm-hmm. they can't really do anything about it. Yeah, they just they just make it go off because I think they were trying to focus more on like you know Scyther's hand position, the way he does yes. his thing to say it's because I think that's how umpires do it. Like they just chop down or something like that. <laughs> sure, close. <laughs> yeah for a strike they also make like hand because they, they right. shout it out but also like people like up in the stands they yeah. can't always hear so they just look for the hand position so that's right. probably what uh you know the american uh team was probably like okay we're just gonna hope that people get it based off of the hand positions right but if you know the japanese stuff you know that scyther's real name is strike and Ugh. it's just even funnier <laughs> i'm so bummed i didn't think of that when it was happening yes oh that's so 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 good um, a couple other things that are cool about this Electabuzz wears the number 125 mm-hmm. um, which is of course its original Pokedex number mm-hmm. um, and Meowth has a <laughs> like a weird like mini montage of him doing strength training for some reason <laughs> I don't know why um, I think Meowth is their pitcher on the team so I, I don't know it's just uh, that really stood out to me it was really funny for some reason <laughs> Because okay. if you think about it, Meowth mm-hmm. sort of theoretically should be really, really strong in the same way that Pikachu is, because both of them, both of them have um, existed for the entirety of the show. Yes, um, they both battle frequently. I know Meowth loses, but whatever. Well, Meowth um, and Meowth, what's that? Meowth doesn't always battle all the time, though. No, no, no. I, I know that, but like Meowth is a is like a twenty some year old Pokemon. I I know the timeline is weird, everybody. <laughs> the timeline is weird. Let's not go there. But Meowth has existed for the entirety of the show and had a history even before Team Rocket. So like, Meowth is smart. Meowth is good. Meowth, you know, I like that Meowth trains. <laughs> That's funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for whatever reason, I don't know why I wrote this because I have like all these notes or whatever, but. Um, and I'll try not to reference them too much, but this, I just wrote for some reason, I hate principal Oak forever. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, I remember why, because, um, yes, well, Olu Olu, this, this famous baseball player comes to the school. Right. Yeah. And it turns out that principal Oak was his teacher. And so Olu Olu does the same stupid pun uh, thing yeah. that principal Oak does. So it was like principal Oak times two. And I, I get that, like, the puns are probably hilarious to kids. <laughs> but I, for whatever reason, I just can't handle it. See, like, it just drives me nuts. What I find funny and weird at the same time is, like, the puns clearly work in Japan because that's where the art originates from. Yeah. But they still, most of them actually work in America, too. Like, there's it a is few impressive. Where, yeah. There's a few where I'm like does that really work and then there's somewhere i'm like wow that that worked okay okay you've given me some perspective i think this will help me cope with principal <laughs> oak in the future because it is very impressive that they do that 
because mm-hmm. they yeah they're they're somewhat confined by the artwork okay all right fine i can appreciate <laughs> the time and effort that goes into principal oak i just can't wait until we're in you know i can't wait until we're in galler and principal oak is no longer a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he might be my least favorite pokemon anime character of all time <laughs> you know what i would agree with you <sighs> Anyway, anything else about the baseball episode? Um, pulverizing Pancake was really cool. Yes, Pulverizing Pancake just is cool. Like, Snorlax is just... just fires up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually almost considered using the Pulverizing Pancake uh, soundbite from this episode for our crossover. Or for oh, that, that episode that we did a while back. <laughs> or last year's April Fool's. Yeah. Which, by the way, folks, no April Fool's this year. Ah. Yeah. Um... But I decided to actually just recreate my own, which was harder but more rewarding <laughs> in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It ends up being sort of like a piece of art that way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is an amazing episode. We've talked about it this long because you need to watch it. Episode yes. 28. Watch it. Yeah. And this so was good. one of my favorite episodes uh, of my four that I picked from this selection. Me too, for sure. So that's also a favorite for me. Nice. Um, this episode also does a lot, uh, like really goes hard on the um, like anime artwork silliness, mm-hmm. uh, which I know when, when Sun and Moon was first announced and we got a little bit of preview stuff, we were not sure how the anime silliness factor was going to work for this show. Um, I've actually grown to really, really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I don't here. know if it's just because Sun and Moon and Alola as a region are so fun and lively and positive and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like it, and I, I actually don't want them to get rid of it because I, I genuinely laugh out loud uh, when it happens because it usually catches me by surprise. <laughs> and so I actually really like it. Um, so this episode does it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, all right. So episode 29 is called Lulled into La La Land. Um, and this is one where the gang goes camping and is attacked. Uh, I say attacked, but I don't know. By uh, Morlol. And uh, by the end of the episode, uh, a bunch of Morlol evolve into Shinotic and revive a dying tree. Yeah. I remember this episode. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this was like a this was a cool let's let's profile a Pokemon episode. You know, like mm-hmm. there's different kinds of Pokemon episodes. Some of them are about characters, some of them are about um battles, like battling is, is a some episodes are just battles, and then some episodes like just show off a Pokemon and things about it. And this is one of those. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that about it. Yep. Um the only thing that really stands out to me is like super memorable or super funny was uh, the thing with Moralol is that it will drain the energy from other Pokemon and people. And as a result of that, you end up being hungry afterwards because it's basically like taking all the energy that you get from food or water or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> there's a point at which Ash basically like challenges a Moralol. And um, they have this back and forth where Moralol saps all of his energy, and then he eats a plate of curry, and then Moralol saps his energy again, and then he eats another plate of curry. And that goes back and forth like maybe five or six times, and it (laughs) it killed me. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it was so funny. So if nothing else, you know, 
watch that scene. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a it was a it was a pretty episode. Like it was very cool looking. Mm-hmm. But I would say I just liked that one. I thought it was okay. it was nice. I don't have a whole lot to say about it though. Okay. Um, episode thirty is called the Old Raisin Switch, and this is one where pretty much just one major thing happens. Uh, Professor Kakui tells them that they have to trade Pokemon with one of their classmates, and they do. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I, like this one, so I don't know. So, if you want to talk about it, go for it. Uh, but see, <laughs> I, I didn't I write much. My notes, uh, I just quickly went to Boldpedia, and like, I saw like the list of episodes. I'm like, okay. I looked at this, and I'm like, I don't remember this episode. And then looking at your notes, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this episode. I'm like, what happened again? Like, I don't remember anything after them trading. Like, that was it. Like, I yeah. think, like, they tried to go about, like, their normal things, and each of the Pokemon just really couldn't do what they were expecting their original Pokemon to do or something like that, and it just well, didn't work. It's This is, if we're talking about the types of episode, this is a character episode where we do learn a little bit about each character, but I don't think we learn that much. So, like, um, for example, uh, Lana and Kiawe are told to switch Pokemon. So Lana ends up with Turtonator, and Kiawe ends up with Poplio. Well, Turtonator <laughs> is huge and ends up helping Kiawe around the farm a lot, and Poplio can't do that. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, Turtonator is a huge hit at Lana's house because her little sisters are like obsessed with it. So it's, there's a lot of potential in this episode. I just, I don't know. For some reason it just didn't land for me. Okay. We get a little bit of like Lily growth. This is like the second episode where, or the second Pokemon Lily bonds with is Pikachu. Yeah. Doesn't she like, cool. Yeah. She learns to be able to touch Pikachu, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the second Pokemon that she's able to touch. Cause she battles with it. She basically Mm -hmm. says like, how did Ash and Pikachu get so close? Oh, it's because they battle. So she battles um, what is whatever her butler's name is. Um, mm. They battle and sh- they end up being close or whatever. It's okay. it's kind of cool to see Litten, Rockruff, and Vulpix together. That was cute. <laughs> I don't know. Cat, I don't even remember what's that. Cat, dog, and fox. Yeah, yeah. That was I don't know. That was that was nice. I don't remember <laughs> literally anything about Steenie and Togedemaru. Doesn't like Sophocles try and do like experiments on Steenie? Oh yeah, Sophocles tries to make Steenie run in the hamster wheel, and Steenie's like, nah. And then uh, Togedemaru tries helps to help at the out. restaurant. Yeah, and just like breaks everything or something because yeah. he's round. But ends up being really good at cleaning the floor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. So, moving on. Yeah, so this is we get into a string of episodes that are all about Akala Island. So the mm-hmm. the class is going on a Akala Island field trip. Um, this is where we have a bunch of episodes featuring Olivia, which is great because I I love Olivia in this series. Mm-hmm. I already liked Olivia from the games. I like her even <laughs> more now. Um, and that this all starts with episode thirty one. So episode thirty one is called the Island Whisperer. It's basically just them meeting and learning about Olivia. Someone's slamming doors. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you could hear that, but it happened. I, I did hear it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Olivia teaches the class about Tapu Lele and more about sea-based Pokemon. Um, and the episode sort of culminates with Ash helping Olivia save a Whalmer from the psychic hold of a Bruxish. So it's yeah. a little bit about Olivia and it's a little bit about Bruxish. Um, yeah. But it really is just like 
an introduction to Olivia. Yeah, I remember the Bruxish part of this episode, and that's pretty much about it. Yeah. Yeah, before that, it's just, it's a lot of Olivia talking about herself and talking about other things. So it's mm-hmm. very talky. Um, and, and you know, we learned that Olivia is clumsy for some reason, which there's no real explanation for it, but it's funny. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she's, like, totally cool, but also, like, trips over stuff all the time. I don't know why that's funny to me, but it's funny. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about that one? Do we need to talk about it? No. Yeah. Good. Episode thirty-two is where it really begins. Yes. Because they finally end up on Akala Island. Um. This one's called Treasure Hunt Akala Style. So the gang competes in an Akala treasure hunt using Stoutland Ride Pokemon. Kiawe ends up finding a Kranidos and Arkin fossil. Uh, I don't know if that will come up later. Uh, I'm guessing it won't. And Lana wins the Stoutland Ride treasure hunt by finding a Z-Ring ore. So uh, we know yes. by the end of the episode that Lana will end up with a Z-Ring. Yes, and I thought this was a really cool episode. Same. Yeah, I really um, like this one. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, you know, just the whole competing to find, like, the best item around and just wasn't, like, someone always finding something, like, trash-worthy or something like that. <laughs> Ash, this was the best gag. Like, not even just in this episode, but in a lot. Like, this is this is like a top tier gag in Pokemon, <laughs> in my opinion. Ash keeps finding keeps finding different colored shards, and every single shard that he finds, Rotom Deck says that's a red shard that certain groups of collectors would love, and then he finds a blue one. And Rotom Dex is like, that's a blue shard that certain groups of collectors would love, and it's literally. <laughs> The description the of that item from the game. Yeah. Rotom Dex just keeps saying it over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that the show is basically making fun of a little bit, not a lot. It's not like malicious, but just sort of like poking fun at the description of this item from the game. That's totally mm-hmm. pointless. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. That cracked me up. Also, um, because there are Stoutland in this episode, they flash back to Lytton in Stoutland, which I did not appreciate. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just spring that on us. <laughs> sure they can. And they continue to do it, by the way. <sighs> but uh, yeah, this was a really cool episode. I thought this was really fun. Any episode where they compete in something, I think tends to be fun. It's why the re- it's why I like the Orange Island so much. Because there's like different Pokemon-based competition, you know? I don't know fun very fun do you have any other thoughts about uh, the treasure hunt no um again it's a little blurry from what i've seen but i remember enjoying this episode i can tell yeah. you that much yeah it's a so, fun one if you're gonna watch some episodes folks uh basically this entire akala island field trip section just watch this entire i agree i actually think it's one, really two, worth five, watching six, seven episodes yeah the the sun and moon anime um if you played the game and you want to see stuff in the anime that reflects the game, this is really probably where to start. You know, like you watch the first few episodes and then you actually, I hate to say, can skip a bunch of stuff, but you can. You can skip a bunch of stuff and then get to here and and you're kind of like back on the game track. Because the next three episodes are, are a trio of island trials, basically. Mm-hmm. Adapted, but that's what they are. Yes. So, um, episode thirty. Really cool how they did that. Yeah, I did too. Because 
Because when it comes to the Pokemon anime, they can do one of two things. They can either have Ash basically do the game, right? Uh-huh. Or they can change it and make it reminiscent of the game, but not exactly the same. And yeah. both of those have their pros and cons. Um, but in this case, I really like the fact that they adapted it. They have such a huge cast of characters, which I actually love, and I hope they do again. Um but they have such a huge cast of characters that they can do things with this series they wouldn't normally do. Um, and this is, I, th- I think, one example of that. Um, so episode 33 is called Big Sky, Small Fry. And in this one, Ash and Lana encounter the totem Pokemon Wishiwashi in its school form and its support Pokemon, Alomomola. Um, in this episode, Poplio learns Aqua Jet. And by the end of this episode, Lana receives a water-type Z-Crystal by defeating Wishiwashi school form and gets her Z ring from Olivia. Mm-hmm. Do you have much to to say about this one? Um, I remember it having like a slow start, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it the second half of this episode is definitely much more action packed. Yeah. yeah, but I thought the totem Wishiwashi was cool. I thought the totem Wishiwashi was cool, and I love that this show. Um, incorporates the support Pokemon. That is not a thing I would have expected at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember, I remember being really upset because I chose Alola Mola, and I'm like, oh, so many bad flashbacks to when I had to do the water one, and Alola Mola just kept healing the yes. Wishiwashi, and it annoyed me. Yes. If you played the games, um, these, these three episodes are just jam-packed with game references and like you end up having like flashbacks to your playing the game because that happened for me in episode 35 which we'll get to but um yeah i I think it's really cool that they incorporated that Mm -hmm. super super cool um but yeah that one's fun that that one has like a weird running gag about the fisherman um who was a master fisherman for 40 years and a master fisherman for 50 years 60 years 70 do you even remember that yes and you know what that joke appears again later on oh no uh, next, <laughs> i don't know i don't remember if it was the same guy but i remember someone making the same joke hmm, uh, later okay, on. okay. So, pokemon it, it's cute uh you know yeah, kids fine. it's more for like the adults who are watching kids probably aren't fully paying attention to actually catch on to that but the adults are probably like wait a minute <laughs> well it gives rotom decks something to do because every time the fisherman says that rotom decks is like what are you talking about <laughs> so at the very least it's like silly yeah but um the next one episode 34 is called a crowning moment of truth and in this one a marowak steals the wella crown and kiawe fails to defeat marowak when he tries to retrieve the crown in a rematch Kiawe does defeat Marowak, and he does it by using Shell Smash um, with his Turtonator. And at the very end of the episode, Kiawe ends up catching the Marowak. And of course, because we're in Alola, this is an Alolan Marowak. So yes. um, Kiawe ends up with an Alolan Marowak, which is significant because there's not a whole lot of capturing in this series. Yeah, no. Um, even when Sophocles got his new Pokemon, it was caught by someone else. We didn't even actually, I don't even think we even saw Ash catch it. Um, we saw, so Ash. Ash doesn't catch it with a Pokeball. He basically um, gets it to go into a carrying case. Nah, and then he oh, brings yeah. yeah, he brings yeah. it to Sophocles, and Sophocles battles it with Toga tomorrow for like 30 seconds and then catches it with a Pokeball. Um, so that's like a half catch, you know? Yeah, yeah we'll call yeah, we'll call that. Yeah. This is a full catch though. Yes, this was I remember this episode. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't the hiker show up in this? Yes. Yes. So um, 
this is it's so weird the hiker is already weird yeah by the way this is the the alola hiker is my least favorite hiker because the hiker used to be like like a, a guy i could cosplay which like made me like him i was like oh if i ever chose to cosplay i could just cosplay the hiker you know <laughs> and i still could um, you can also be the pokey dad the pokey dad yeah, um, it's like a dad, uh, and like he's got his kid dressed up as like a Pikachu, but he's oh, like... Oh, a... yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who is the Pokédex? No, I already know what I'm going to do. I uh, Next time I go to a con, I'm going to cosplay as the um, trial guide. There's two trial guides. One's a guy and one's a girl. And they wear a bright blue t-shirt and a hat. Mm-hmm. And they have like striped shorts. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think so. They like stand at checkpoints along the way. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm it's it would be perfect <laughs> anyway l- tangent <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah that's that's sort of what happens in this in this episode I don't know uh it's cool it's cool that he gets a Marowak mm-hmm. much less trial based than the other two of this trio so you know it's neat um and then episode 35 is called Currying Favor and Flavor. And in this one, Ash and Mallow are paired up to find ingredients to make an Akala curry, which is something that you uh, do in the game, right? <laughs> like, um, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end of the episode, unsurprisingly, Ash receives a Grass-type Z-Crystal by defeating the Totem Lorantis and its support Pokemon, Cast Form. This is where I had flashbacks. Because Lorantis, <laughs> for whatever reason, just whooped me. Um, and uh, I was like heavy breathing and sweating watching this episode because I was like, <gasps> this happened to me. <laughs> See, I didn't have any problem with this one because I had a uh, Tora cat. So. Right, right. I did not. I had a Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how that goes. Yeah. But um, yeah. I'll be honest, I don't really remember this episode all that much. I know Ash has a Grass-type Z-Crystal, but at the same time, I'm like, oh yeah, Ash has a Grass-type Z-Crystal because he barely uses it. Oh no! Like, well, I, I, I'm kind of expecting that from this series, to be honest, because there are so many Z-Crystals, and even in playing the game, I really only use like three of them max. Yeah, and I'm sure one of them is your starter's main one. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, because, so, like, eh. like, Ash also has the Normalium Z, and you barely see that one. Um, I forgot he had that. It comes up in a later episode, and I was like, when did you get that? Like, I completely forgot he yeah. had it. Yeah. Totally forgot. Um. But this, I mean, this episode's, this episode's, uh, I, I liked this episode mostly because it reminded me of the game. Um, this of the three reminds me the most of of the the game, so that was that was very very cool. Plus, it features a grass Pokemon, so you know, there you go. into it, into it. Um, the next one, which I believe, um, uh, well, it's I don't think it's one of my favorites, but I was considering it. Um, I put uh, thirty six and thirty seven as my favorites, just because like they work so well next to each other. Yeah, it's uh, it's as close to being a two-parter as you can get without without actually being a two-parter. Um, 
So episode 36 is called Trials and Determinations. And in this one, Ash's Akala Grand Trial against Olivia begins. And well, technically ends in this one too. But um, this is his grand trial against Olivia. And she decides it's going to be a double battle, um, which I thought was interesting because she basically says like, Ash has been acknowledged by the island deities. So he's not going to get an easy battle, Um, which is one (laughs) one of the few times, I think, in Pokemon where somebody basically says like, no, Ash, you're better than everyone thinks you are. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, you don't get a pass because you're, you know, you're you're mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people. Like, you're you're good, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, remind me again, which Pokemon did he use for the double battle? Okay, so I actually took notes on this one because by then I knew that this was one of your favorites. So I made sure I had ample notes. <laughs> um, so Olivia uses her Lycanroc and a Probo Pass. Okay. And Ash uses Rockruff and Rowlet. And he, he doesn't originally choose to use Rockruff. This is when Rockruff starts acting up. And so Rockruff just jumps into the battle. Yeah. Um, I think he was intending to use... Actually, I don't know if we get to know. I know he wanted to use Rowlet, but I don't know if he was going to use Pikachu or Litten. Yeah. Um, and so Rockruff and Rowlet battle together. Um, TBH, Olivia should have crushed them. Um, yes. but he does end up winning, um, by the yeah. end, which is no surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple highlights from this battle. Um, Probopass uses stealth rock, um, and basically serves the purpose of being a huge barrier to, mm-hmm. um, Ash's Pokemon. So Olivia does this really cool thing where she uses Probopass in a defensive way, um, with stealth rock and by using the little mini noses, she calls them as like like basically landmines and lichen rock does all the attacking. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool to see the strategy that she was using. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ash's main strategy um, is to have Rowlet fly around with rock rough in its talons. And that's kind of how he attempts to avoid all of Probo Pass's defenses. So that's kind of like each, each person's strategy. Yeah, I remember watching this and thinking, man, that Probopass is a pain in the you-know-what. Yeah, it's a pain in the Probopass, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he does end up defeating Olivia in part because he and Rowlet are able to use Bloom Doom, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right after right after Rowlet defeats Probopass with Bloom Doom, Rockruff defeats Rowlet. So, like, Rowlet tries to pick up Rockruff, and Rockruff attacks it, and then Rowlet faints, which is, like, upsetting. (laughs) I was like, no, Rockruff, don't do that. Um, And then Rockruff is able to defeat Lycanroc um, through determination and will, basically. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, that's how it always works. Right. Um, What's really significant about that is at the end of the episode, Olivia explicitly states... Oh, Ash, your Rockruff is getting ready to evolve. It will happen soon, which mm-hmm. is weird as an audience because normally it either surprise. I guess we're never really surprised, but it either happens without any sort of announcement or it happens as the result of, you know, some sort of uh, like necessity. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not strong enough. Oh, but don't worry, it's evolving. Um, <laughs> and in this case, Olivia just says like, "Hey, get ready because that's going to happen soon." So yeah. It was cool. It's a battle-focused episode, so mm-hmm. 
those can be hit or miss. You know, they're either done really well or they're not. And this one was done pretty well, I think. Yes, I yeah. agree. Uh, um, yeah. Next one was heavily uh, advertised from the Pokemon. Oh, was it? Well, because it was a brand new uh, Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tie-in um, for sure. Um, this one, episode 37, is called Rising from the Ruins. And like you had mentioned, it's sort of like a, a counterpart to the previous episode. Um, the gang searches for Rockruff after it runs off in the middle of the night because Rockruff is having um, basically nightmares about um, about hurting its friend, Rowlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it runs away. Um, and um, and uh, the gang tries to find it. Um, Glady or Gladions and Olivia's lichen rocks are actually the ones who find Rockruff, and they bring Rockruff to Tapu Lele, and um, <laughs> Tapu Lele beats the crud out of <laughs> Rockruff, uh, which was really weird at the time, but it's explained later. Um, and by the end of the episode, Rockruff evolves into lichen rock dusk form mm-hmm. um which uh currently i'm gonna say is the dopest lichen rock it's very cool it has green eyes i agree <laughs> i agree with that statement yeah so we get to see all three lichen rock in the same mm-hmm. episode which is really really cool yes. it's really the only reason gladion's in this one <laughs> yeah i mean they could just done like a random uh uh midnight form but they decided not to which is fine by me because it just gives a little bit more uh you know just story with gladion well this is what i'm talking about where they this is you know pokemon has existed for so long and it has such an audience that is built in that they don't have to do anything uh really impressive with their writing or structuring but they had that episode with gladion a few episodes ago so that he was in the region for this to happen Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like yeah. that episode with Gladion doesn't serve much of a purpose other than to introduce the character. And then the character doesn't exist for four or five episodes until here. And you're like, Oh, I know that character. We're good. Yeah. And in this episode, we see type null for the first time. And that has nothing to do with anything except that it has now introduced yeah. us to the fact that Gladion has this Pokemon that mm-hmm. is not named in the, in the anime. We have no idea what it's called. Right. Um, but he has a type null and and there's one line where he says basically you know we'll figure out how to get that thing off of you mm-hmm. so we know that that's going to be a thing later we don't know why we don't know how but we know it's going to be a thing so i really am impressed with sun and moon i think based on the way that you've talked about x and y it sounds like sun and moon isn't doing something new cuz it sounds like maybe x and y did some of the same stuff um but I am very impressed with Sun and Moon in the way that they yes. structure things and plan things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. I do know why and I do know how, and I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> well, thank you. Over You're the welcome. I will, I will keep watching this. Um, I got to figure out how, um, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to drop in little nuggets of my viewing uh, experience, maybe in the what's new with you uh Okay. portion of the show as yeah. i as i keep watching um i w- i do like how ash did not have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to evolve his rock rough yeah also i know how much of a pain that was for you that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> i know there was nothing else they could have done because the 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 way that they had structured the games already existed but oh my goodness i did not like that <sighs> whatever but yes. like you, but it's it was an accomplishment, so I feel good uh-huh. about it. 
Yes, this was the first time Ash caught a Pokemon that no one else had ever really discovered, other than maybe Ash Greninja, and that's kind of stretching it. Yeah, that's right. They, uh, Professor Kakui and Olivia witness Rockruff evolve, and they're like, oh my gosh, we've, we haven't seen that before. Let's start theorizing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It must have been because of the green flash or whatever. Um, yeah. Which, has there, in the DC universe, has there ever been a green flash? Like, is there any sort of like flash <laughs> green lantern combo? Uh, there might have been, but honestly, when I heard of the Green Flash, I instantly started thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm, okay, okay. Because there was, I think it was like the third movie. Interesting. Where they needed to go save Johnny Depp. <laughs> no one can save Johnny Depp. Um. So also in this episode, <laughs> uh, Tapu Lele is a maniac. Um, Tapu Lele is basically child Sabrina. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but um, Tapu Lele, like I said, totally kicks Rockruff's butt and is giggling the whole time. <laughs> and Olivia basically says, oh yeah, so Tapu Lele is really playful, but um, sometimes gets really cruel and doesn't realize that it's being cruel because it's so strong. And it's like, it's almost like thinking about a cat that's playing with a mouse. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, the cat is playing, but guess what? You're killing the mouse. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what Tapu Lele is doing to Rock Ruff, And it's terrifying. <laughs> Tapu Lele is a maniac. Um, yeah. And I, I, I vaguely remember that oh, part. Super weird. It's super weird. Um, and I just, maybe it's because we just watched and talked about the Sabrina episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the giggling was like sending me way back. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh gosh. <laughs> it is not the same giggle. But for, mm-hmm. a, for a second, I was like, did they just recycle Sabrina's giggle? Because <laughs> that would be so rude. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ash is going to have flashbacks of being turned into a doll. But yeah, I would say that's probably one of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, uh, I think, three for me. Uh, yeah, that's my third one. Uh, do we have the same fourth one, or is your fourth one different than mine? My fourth one is going to be different. Okay. Um, although your fourth one is very, 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 very good. Um, yes. My fourth one is just be. My fourth one's not great, but we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> I just really like it. Okay. Um. So Rockruff uh, evolving into Lycanroc is sort of the end of the Akala Island field trip. Um. And like we said, you should really watch that whole chunk of yes. episodes. The Akala Island episodes are really, really fun. All right, we've only got four more to go. We're 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 making good time here. Yeah, we're doing yeah. great. I know. Um. So episode thirty-eight is called Mimikyu Unmasked. And in this one, Mimikyu's disguise is damaged after Team Rocket fails to steal Pikachu and Lycanroc. Um, and then by the end of the episode, Ash and Lycanroc train to perfect Continental Crush Z-Move. And I want to mm-hmm. point out that my my points here don't do this episode justice because the Ash and Lycanroc stuff is background stuff. This episode is almost entirely about Jesse and Mimikyu. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about with this one? Uh, I just want to point out, you never actually do see Mimikyu unmasked. This uh, title is a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. Um, we don't. I believe Meowth sees Mimikyu unmasked yet again in this episode, but we do not. 
Um, we see Mimikyu in a number of other disguises. It yes. wears a Malasada bag as a costume. Um, Jesse also tries to find it a new costume uh, and puts it, it like sort of a fashion montage from the 90s, like closed mm-hmm. curtain, open curtain, it's wearing something new, closed curtain, open curtain, you know, it's wearing something new. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's kind of funny. But um, but yeah, we never actually see what it looks like under there. Which annoys me, by the way. Oh, we're never going to. I don't want to. I think that's what's so funny about it. <laughs> I want to eventually. Like, the end of the season, or this of the Sun and Moon series, just, just, just casually show us and then be done. Never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just like we're never going to see what's underneath the ground for uh, Diglett and Doug Trio. Uh, it, there's nothing there. <laughs> well, there's a, a black hole underneath well, uh, get a costume. Get like a Diglett or Doug Trio toy, and you'll understand. Mm, okay, okay, okay. It, it literally just flats out at the bottom of the rock. It is interesting. Um, Mimikyu is, it, you know, Mimikyu is interesting because it's hard to focus on one thing with Mimikyu because it has the Pikachu face mm-hmm. and it has its own face. Yes. And so you kind of like travel between the two and you're like, oh, I'm looking at the wrong face or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's wearing the Malasada bag, it only has one face. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of cute because <laughs> you're like, oh, you're actually just like this cute little face. You have like a little wood tail in your cute little face. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it, was, it, was, it was funny. Again, I appreciate this simply because it's not about Ash and the gang. It's, it's about Jesse. Um, and we see like very rare... Um, like affection and care from Jesse. She's actually very, very sweet and kind to mimic you. She fixes its costume, um, which I thought was, was kind of cool. Yeah. Anytime we can actually see like Jesse or James in like a kind supportive role for their Pokemon or whatever is always good for me. Yeah. And, and this, this series doesn't actually have a ton of Jesse and James being antagonists in the first season. Um, they are probably antagonists as frequently as they are the focus of their own episodes. So we got the team rocket versus team skull episode, in which case you're probably rooting for team rocket, not team skull. Mm -hmm. And then we get this episode where Jesse is super sympathetic, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a neat thing that they're willing to do and play with. Yes. Um, The next episode. So this is the one that I was saying, like, isn't, a great episode, but it's probably one of my favorite. I'm going to put it in my favorite four just because I really like the one of the Pokemon that's featured. <laughs> so this one is episode 39. It's called Mallow and the Forest Teacher. And in this one, uh, Mallow runs out of her family restaurant after a TV feature sort of highlights the fact that she does all the work in the restaurant. And so she basically like quits and says like, forget this. And then she runs into the forest and, um, and uh, when uh, Team Rocket, you know, shows up and attempts to steal her Steenie, Orangaroo supports Mallow and basically kicks Team Rocket's butt. <laughs> and I, Orangaroo is one of my favorite Sun and Moon Pokemon and mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite Pokemon. Like, Orangaroo is probably like, like, probably like a top 25 Pokemon for me. I just think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think one, I think, um, a while back, there was a, a Twitter meme or question or something that basically was like, if you could bring one Pokemon with you to work every day, what Pokemon would you bring? Um, and I picked a Rangaroo because I just feel like a Rangaroo 
is calm and peaceful and it's psychic so it can help and it's mm. really smart and whatever so uh i like this one you know, i think i picked magnemite just because uh magnemite would actually be able to hold all my tools <laughs> so, like as I, I'm like, okay, just stick my tool onto Magnemite so it's not in the way of anything else, and like I can just keep working. Yeah, I can just imagine myself sitting at like the library desk with mm-hmm. my orangaroo next to me, you know, and uh, we'd be a great, great pair, great combo. Um, but yeah, I, I like Mallow. Um, I don't think Mallow gets a lot of focus in this season, mm-hmm. and so it's cool to see a Mallow focus episode. Um, and I was excited to see a Rangaroo, so I like this one a lot. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about this one? I could see this one being sort of forgettable, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about this one. You know what I wish this episode was, or I hope there is an episode um, later like this? Mm-hmm. Mallow is a chef, and some of my favorite anime series are anime about chefs. So I would really love to see... And maybe maybe Silen had this, um, like a a cooking competition episode. Okay. Because that's like I love the the show Food Wars. I love the show Yakutate Japan, and those are both like cooking battle anime. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see a Pokemon episode like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be really fun. And uh, Mallow would watch... be the perfect person for it. Did you ever watch the anime Fighting Foodons? No. No. Oh. It was like fighting foodons. Is it cooking or is it like food yeah. battles? Yes. Is it both? Yes. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is <Yeah>. it, Joe? <laughs> it, it used to be on like Fox or, or like on like the Fox block or whatever back in the day. Is it an anime or is it yeah, an American show? I want to say it was an anime that America decided to just take their own thing on. Okay. But it. Yeah, it, just you, hearing you talk about, like, you know, I was like, if you like Pokemon and you like cooking, here you go. <laughs> well, I'll check it out. We'll see. Because <laughs> uh, it's the cooking part that I think is fun. But we'll, we'll yeah, we'll see. Um, I would love to see a Pokemon episode like that. I'm going to guess because you haven't told me there is one that there isn't one. <laughs> see, I don't remember. That's the thing. So we'll, I don't we'll think see if so, we get to it. But um, yeah. Um, Silen would have been the perfect person to do it. Brock um, as well. Brock would be a good person to do it, and Mallow would be a good person to do it. Yeah. Maybe um, we'll get a, a three-way battle between all three of them. Yeah. That's not so, going to happen. Uh, earlier I said I had two episodes I did not like at all. The second oh, one no. <laughs> was episode 38, Mimikyu Unmasked. I forgot to mention <gasps> this. Oh, uh, no. You didn't like that one? <laughs> I only didn't like it because the title is misleading. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like nervous you were going to say 39 was one of the ones you really didn't like, and I was like, oh, Orangaroo. No, I have 39 <laughs> listed as something I don't really remember that well. Yeah, and, I, and that's fair. I actually, um, that doesn't surprise me at all, because it's not, I don't know, it's not like a flashbang, you know, action-packed or super emotional episode. I just really like that it features Mallow, and I like that it features Orangaroo. Mm-hmm. So, plus, you know, it would be no fun if our favorites were all the same. Yeah, exactly. Although they've been, <laughs> they've been so far leading up have been the same so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, two more. Episode 40, Balloons, Brian, and Belligerence. Um, Lana asks a new character called Ida, and Ida's Brian to mentor her and her Poplio in their quest to use a Z-move. 
Um, Team Rocket convinces a Delmise to attack the gang, and by the end of the episode, Poplio uses Hydro Vortex, the Z-move, to defeat the Delmise. Do you want to talk about this one? Uh, I don't really have much to say, and and, um, honestly, I forgot what a Delmise looks like, so I'm quickly Googling it. (laughs) (laughs) My two things are... Oh, yeah! You were upset because Mimikyu Unmasked is a misleading title, uh-huh. I saw the title of this one and was so excited for Lana's Poplio to evolve, mm. and it did not. So I was very upset about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other thing that I would like to contribute to this discussion is that Delmise is huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge in the episode. So I looked it up because I was like, well, sometimes the episode takes some liberties. Yeah. Um, no, Delmise is 12 feet tall. Jeez. And I don't think it's because of the anchor, because it's huge when the anchor is retracted. So I looked this up, and I was like, I wonder if it is the largest ghost Pokemon in existence. And aside from um, legendary Pokemon, it is. It's the largest ghost Pokemon there is. It's almost as big as a Lunala. It's like Hmm. almost the same size. Wow. Delmize is terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. It's terrifying. I don't. I, it's so weird. It's so if if you also forgot what Delmise is because it's not really. Yeah, Delmise See, is one of those Pokemon that I think is easily forgettable if you're not like into ghost Pokemon. It's that it's like a combination of well, a ship's steering wheel and an anchor. Well, here's the thing, Delmise even in the games is forgettable because the only way to get it is from fishing from like one fishing spot on the fourth island, and you have like a five percent chance of catching it. Delmise is a Pokemon that's in the game specifically for collecting. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, that's what it's for. Yeah. Um, um, and I'm fine with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm here saying like, give me 1500 Pokemon. So some of them are going to be, you know, niche, mm-hmm. but uh, it's kind of cool that it got a feature in an episode. Yeah. Uh, but for this episode alone, I remember uh, Lana and Ida, and all that. I just don't remember Delmise in this episode, honestly. Um, it's it's sort of a strange episode in that the first half of it and the second half of it have almost nothing to do with each other. Okay. So that's probably why. Okay. The first half Makes of it, sense. you're like, oh, this is going to be all about you know Lana's relationship with this Ida and Kon- like Konoa or Kanoa or whatever his name is. Um, and then Team Rocket comes along and has this cockamamie plan. I don't know. It's 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 mm-hmm. uh. Not the best episode. I would say yeah. as far as like the writing and structuring of this episode goes, it's probably one of the worst of the bunch. But, you know, Delmise is cool, I guess. So, so for that. this for this next episode, uh, which yeah. is one of my favorites, and is also the favorite of Shuken Shinobi. It's also I'm one of his favorites. Super shocked. I never would have guessed. <laughs> so, you know, who better to talk about this episode than Brian? Take it away. I'm kidding. He's not really here. I um, was fooled. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to like patch him in. <laughs> no, he's not here. That would be amazing. Um, I did think about that, but then I was like, no, our goal today is really to just like blast through these. Yeah. Um, and the logistics of us like adding a caller and like in the middle of an episode to, and then making sure the quality was good. I was like, eh, that's all right. If we really want to talk, we can, you know, that's mentioning you're like on a time crunch. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, all right, so let's get to it because this is a really, 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 really fun episode. Um, 
episode 41 is called mounting an electrifying charge mm -hmm. and uh this one it, it's straightforward in the description of it but but it's actually super fun um so all i really wrote is that ash and kiawe agree to join a charge a bug race with sophocles mm -hmm. and the other thing i wrote was they win <laughs> uh, um, but there's tons of fun stuff in this episode. Yes. Like for one, there's a shiny charger bug. There's a shiny charger bug. Yeah, which there's a magnezone. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, there's competition. Yeah, like which we it was like. just an all around just fun episode. Just watching everything. Yeah, let's describe this because basically, what charger bug racing is is. Um, kind of like RC car racing a little mm -hmm. bit and yeah. kind of like kind of like dog showing a little bit. Like it's a lot of different things where you take a charger bug and you put it in this little like car frame and the charger bug powers the RC car. So it's like a little charger bug, but like with wheels. <laughs> it's very, very mm -hmm. funny. Um, and then the charger bug has to go through um, like a racetrack that also has obstacles. And mm -hmm. because it has the obstacles, the charger bug also has a trainer run with it. And the easiest way to imagine this is if you've ever watched a dog show, you have the dog running the race and then you have its handler running alongside it. That's kind of what the trainer does to coach the, the charger bug and, and, you know, get it through the obstacles. Yeah. Um, and so it's also... kind of a really cool concept. Yeah, isn't there also like a pit crew that like changes out the tires and stuff like that? Yeah, every every charger bug racing team has four teammates. The charger bug itself, um, a pit stop member, in this case Kiawe, um, a runner who is Ash, and basically like a coach who stands um, up in like a box to see the whole thing. It's like mm -hmm. the, he kind of like tells everybody what to do and can see the whole racetrack and everything like that. Think of pod racing. Um, <laughs> you know, like there's like the, the coaches and owners of the pod racers are all like up in a box. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where Sophocles is with the yeah. other coaches. Um, so, uh, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's really cool too. I don't know. There's just so much going on in this. It's so fun. They basically create a sport. Anytime they create a sport or a competition, like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. I'm in. I'm on board. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just so fun. Plus, Charger Bug is adorable, and its voice it is. is the best. Yeah, that's why I have a Charger Bug uh, plush. That's why Charger Bug is one of the plushes I've almost actually bought. Like I've pulled it up on screen and been like, "Should I do it? Should I do it?" I got mine from GameStop. <laughs> What's that? I got mine from GameStop. Oh, nice. Well, yep. I uh, next time I'm in GameStop, I probably won't be able to help myself if I see one. I love Charger Bug only because, like, when I. My first playthrough of Sun and Moon, like, you couldn't get a Vicavolt until, like, the last island. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't even get it to evolve until after you beat the last Grand Trial. Yeah, that's a weird choice. Yeah. Because then you, most of the time, when it comes to um, two-stage evolutions, where you've got mm -hmm. base, stage one, stage two, um, the middle evolution is often sort of, I don't want to say forgotten about, but, like it's not celebrated that much, right? Because yeah. the first one's usually cute and the last one's usually yeah. like super cool or the one that you have for the longest period of time. It's the reason that I so frequently forget the name of middle evolution starters. Understandable. Like, I know that's terrible, but I do a lot. No, like, I get it. Like I, I remember the first one always, and I remember the last one always, but mm -hmm. the middle ones, I forget. Oh, like, what does Fennekin evolve into? Breaks in. Thank you. 
but like that's a, a like an example um dartrix last time we recorded i think i talked about dartrix and i was like i can't remember what it's called because <laughs> you have it for such a short period of time mm -hmm. typically um well, but this is the opposite yeah. you have charger bug forever yeah and i fell in love with charger bug and i'll be honest i kind of regret evolving them because because it's so cute exactly but yeah. then of course they fixed it in ultra sun and ultra moon where by the time you reach like the uh was the power plant you can evolve those pokemon now yeah yeah so they fixed that which was cool they but, did again charger bug one of the best pokemon middle evolutions around yeah well there's an episode for us someday we're gonna rank all the middle evolutions <laughs> we're not actually gonna do that but maybe we'll feature some middle evolutions sometime yeah, we'll do a middle evolution episode. Yeah, why Which not? Which ones can we remember? <laughs> Which ones can I remember? Exactly. <laughs> well, that episode will be about seven seconds long. <laughs> Charge Bug, War Turtle, Charmeleon, Ivysaur. <laughs> Brian, we just talked about it. <laughs> wait, wait, is Pikachu a middle evolution? Mm. Wait, do you count babies? I don't think you count babies. If we were to do an episode where we featured middle evolutions in order, to, you know what we we should, you know what we should do? And I'm I'm serious now. We should do an episode all about quote the middle children, and it'll be all about middle evolutions where we just celebrate them because they don't get celebrated enough. <laughs> I love this idea. Let's do yes. this. I will work on some sort of like <laughs> like thing that actually makes sense, but um. I would say if we do that episode, rather, when we do that episode, um, no, Pokemon that are middle evolution solely because they got a baby form later won't count. Or an evolution later, like Magneton into Magnezone. So Mag yeah. yeah. So Magneton, not a middle evolution. Electabuzz, not a middle evolution. These, okay. are, these are just Pokemon that were introduced as a full set. Yeah. Okay. So Yeah? We're going to mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to okay. be great. I'm all for it. All right, cool. Um, anything else you want to say about the uh, Charger Bug racing? Um, go watch it. It's fun. Yes, yes. So here, so, all right, we've watched, Is the does the first season end with the Kanto crossover? Yes, the Kanto crossover okay. is the final two episodes. Okay, okay, okay. So let's do, let's do something. Um, we're going to give you Doug and Kyle's Essential Sun and Moon Season 1 watching i would say the first few episodes that set up the series mm -hmm. the akala island field trip mm -hmm. and the last three episodes of the season okay would you add anything i or would add i would add all the litten episodes leading up to oh gosh that. yes okay i'm so sorry litten forgive me <laughs> and Ooh. the baseball episode Okay, yeah. Okay, so we've got the first few episodes. Basically, um, I think it's the first few episodes where he battles Hala and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so anytime that he gets a Z crystal, like the first episode, obviously, I mean, you got to include that. Yeah. And I think like maybe like the first two or three. Yeah, first two or three. Um, Litten Arc, um, Akala Island, last three, and baseball. Yeah. Uh, would you count the pancake race? Mm, I do like it, but I don't know if it's essential viewing. Yeah. I mean, now there's the baseball, but... But the baseball one is... I would say the baseball one's essential viewing only because it's so bizarre yeah. for Pokemon. All right, I'll tell you what. If you enjoyed the Ponyta race 
in the original series, go watch the pancake episode. Yes, yes. It's like super throwback. Yes. All right. Well, the only episodes we have not covered yet, because we mm-hmm. just covered like half the season today. Yep. <laughs> uh, I would say we did so successfully. Hopefully you made it all the way through like we did. Mm-hmm. Um, the only two we have left are episodes 42 and 43, which are the two-part Kanto Alola crossover um, yeah. event. And we're not going to talk about them today on this episode. We're in fact going to talk about them next week because we're going to do a special non-Canto Ash Bash two-parter. Yeah, um, we are. Yeah, two-in-one where well, we talk it about... it is a Canto episode. Oh, good point, good point. Um, yeah, where we where we talk about the Canto Alola crossover. Yeah. So it'll be the first time that we do an Ash Bash that is not part of the um, original... F- yeah, the original um, Indigo arc or Indigo mm-hmm. series. So, yeah, that's exciting. So we've got a, a fun couple of weeks. And then, like I said, we are not going to formally be bringing up the Sun and Moon anime again unless we decide that we want to feature a specific episode um, or it comes up, you know, in reference to something. And then in the meantime, we'll figure out the best way to cover sword and shield, which mm-hmm. again, probably just in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to bring up? Did you think of any news items while we were uh, talking? Actually? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, share. So I found out that my Roku can now have Pokemon TV. Ooh. Yes. Now what all is included in Pokemon TV? Is well, this the first and two most recent seasons or is it a lot more than that? All right, so Pokemon TV, uh, it's been around for quite some time. Usually it's only been like an app for like your phone for iOS and Google Play. But now uh, I found out it's actually for my Roku. So I was like, sweet. It's got all of Ultra Adventures. It's got all of Sun and Moon. Okay. And then it's also got all of the first season. Okay. Nice. Sadly, I was a little upset. Like it didn't do like the first two seasons. Because I was well, like, sweet, we're ready for uh, Ash Bash Season 2 if we ever get there. Yeah, right? We but will get there. We will. <laughs> we will. Those um, are fun for us. Even if people, I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're fun for other people, but they're fun for me. So I'm going to keep doing yes, them. Yes, they are fun for <laughs> me as well. Um, and then also they, they do like little special segments. Like right now they're doing like all focus episodes on like Venusaur and Celebi because of the uh, team up. Team? Yeah. yeah, the team up uh, cards. So like last week it was Snorlax and Snorlax and Eevee uh, episodes. This one's uh, a Venusaur and Celebi, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, and then they also had the first movie on there. Now, oh nice. When I used to watch this, this was also back when Black and White was still a thing. It had at least like five episodes from each season. See, that's smart. And then at, like each week they'd get rid of one and add another one to it. Yeah, so you could theoretically sort of keep up. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing that a, now, Like a sadly. routine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder why. That's a bummer. Yeah, but I'll keep an eye on it just because this is also now how uh, my wife and I are watching the new Pokemon anime because before we'd have to find like a clip on YouTube. We'd have to watch on YouTube, which mm-hmm. never works out nowadays because like it's like a shrunken video with like a big border around it. It's like mirrored and backwards. and Exactly. It's sometimes <laughs> a then I found out you can go to the Pokemon website and you can watch the anime episodes there. Nice. Which was cool. But I the only way I could really do that 
was by going to the website from my PlayStation. Yeah. And that was just a hassle sometimes. Right. Pulling it up in the browser. Mm -hmm. So now I have uh, the app for my Roku. Nice. Very good. Awesome. Well, I think that's, I think that's all we got. Yeah, I think so. So I guess, oh, that's right. I get to do the outro. This Ooh, week. la la. Ooh, oh, oh no. I don't have anything on the bot at the end. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to think it's of something. Improv. Well. Yes. Improv. Mm. Thanks for joining us on another adventure along the Victory Road. For information on episodes and contests, or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast, let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to remember all the middle Pokemon. Oh, gosh. I'm going to be there forever. <laughs> Bye. See you next week, folks. <laughs> Later. production of the 4Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.4rideradio.com. That's the thing we're doing. I might actually make that the end, like the after the credits thing. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done that in a while. I know I said I was going to do it for each episode, but it came to a point where I'm like, there's nothing for this episode. Oh, there's always something.